Good morning and welcome to this week's public affairs program. I'm Amy Adams. This week, Adam Moore speaks about leaving Evansville as fast as he could after graduating UE and eventually moving back to open a bookstore with his brother. So my name is Adam. Sam is at the store because one of us had to be at the store and he has a lot of stuff to do. And he asked me to come do this by myself at the last minute. The introduction that Phil just read, I had no idea what was going on. Sam wrote it, so the hardest part for me is now over. Uh, okay, so I opened a bookstore here in Evansville. So why and how and what? I am from Evansville, grew up in McCutcheonville. Uh, love Evansville. It's, it, it, it's a beautiful town. Graduated from Harrison, went to UE, standard. Graduated in May, leave in August sort of thing. Uh, I always grew up thinking I'm going to get out of this town and I didn't appreciate what Evansville had and what Evansville was until I left. When I first moved to New York City I was uh, the membership director at a celebrity gym which sounds a lot cooler than what it was. Uh, it, it, it was a lot of like really cool celebrities and things like that um, so I got the like kinks out of my system of being there pretty quick and not being starstruck. The only time I was ever really starstruck is I met Roger McGuinn on the street, the guitarist from the Birds, and uh, I froze and didn't know what to say, even though I know a lot about him and everything. Um, so then I took a job working on Wall Street. So on Wall Street doesn't mean literally on Wall Street. A number of the firms post 9-11 moved to Midtown, and there it's where all the high-rises are, and they're on the 30th floor of some building. I was hired originally to file, and to put stuff away, and to go get laundry, and to do the standard gopher stuff. They uh, came to me later on, and they realized that I had a brain, and they had me start doing research for them, and I kind of dove into stuff. So asset management is one of those if you have an extra $50,000 just sitting around, you throw it into this account with a number of other people, and then they invest all of that money and you get your percentage of and everything. It, it, it's interesting. Um, I had to sign a lot of NDAs, so I don't know really what I'm allowed to talk about and what I'm not allowed to talk about, so kind of to be on the safe side, uh, I just did research is what I did. Uh, I answered to the SEC, which some of you guys understand is kind of a nightmare when they come to you and they say, Where, how did you make this decision four years ago? Can you show us the research and show us your work on everything? Um, it, it was interesting. The, the, while I was there, my number one goal was to see concerts. So my goal was to show a week, and I have a shoebox with about 700 concert tickets in it. My second goal was to see every bookstore that I possibly could. And there's places like The Strand, which is in Union Square, New York, and they have dollar books. I would spend hours standing and going through dollar books and looking at the title page and Googling things, and it was just my love. Whenever I would travel, I would often meet up with Sam somewhere, and we would go and try to find bookstores. In fact, I'm wearing a bookstore, Arizona, the Poison Pen, it's in Scottsdale. Uh, I, I love independent bookstores, and I love small business and things like that. So that brings us to why, why when I came back to Evansville, 
what was my goal? I too was told whenever I said that I was coming back to Evansville, don't come back. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, this is your, you know, you're in the city now. But I knew that it wasn't right for me working in finance. So when I came back, um, I took a job with Barnes and Noble, and uh, I went back into the book industry, and I was their buyer, and I was every end cap, every display that you've seen at Barnes and Noble for the last couple of years, I, I did. I, I was a major part in that. So pandemic hits, and I have that, what do we really wanna do? And um, left Barnes and Noble, and I was talking to Sam, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm 40. So I had that, it's taken me 40 years to get here, what do we wanna do? Do we wanna try to open a bookstore in Evansville? And I kinda casually started talking about it with my family and with some friends, and I quickly recognized how hungry Evansville was for culture, and how hungry it was to become more than just a small town in Indiana. There, it, 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 it's ready for it. There's a, a number of people who have left and come back, like us, that have uh, grown to appreciate things differently. And we recognized that uh, it, it was ready. So the, when we opened the bookstore, when we started to open the bookstore, we ran into some very interesting things. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to Cal Dentino back here, who is our landlord, but also um, our number one supporter. And he has been there since the beginning. And when we first started even toying with the idea, it was, what do you need? What can I do for you? It, 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 the support was unbelievable. And that was the beginning of us realizing that we were doing something right. So kind of the We've, we've run into some issues. So when we first opened the bookstore, and Cal doesn't know this, and I might get myself in a little bit of trouble here, but I had to sell everything. And I lived above the bookstore for the first two months that we were open, on sleeping on an air mattress. And that's just the idea. So I went from you know, having a nice office and living in New York to sleeping on an air mattress in the top of a partially constructed bookstore. Uh, it, it was... Um, a reality check, if you will. And I began to kind of see things unfold naturally, which was really nice also. I also recognized that I could not live in the bookstore because I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning and go downstairs to do 10 minutes worth of work, and then it would be 7 a.m. and I would realize kind of where it is. So our biggest, one of our biggest holdups is luxury goods, versus like things that are necessary. And we knew that coming into opening a store during the pandemic that that was gonna be something that we had to make ourselves different. And we had to do something there to kind of make us stand out a little bit. So we've kind of, we have graffiti on the wall. We have really good books. We have couches. We wanted to make ourselves loungeable. We wanted people to feel comfortable to come in and sit and just relax and detox. And everything that we have is where we can wipe it down and clean it all up and keep everything clean because of the pandemic. But more importantly, we wanted to have a community space that also has the books. Believe it or not, nobody opens a bookstore to get rich. And the margins are terrible. But that's not why 
bookstore owners do it. And that's something that I've learned with talking to many bookstores owners. The best feeling in the world is having somebody come back in that they know you by name, they you know them, you know what they're reading, and I can like literally be like, this is the book you need, and they don't even ask, they just buy the book. Like, it, because you get to know your customer. So that's one thing that we can do. The other reality is that entertainment is a necessity. So how do we, as a bookstore, take our luxury and make people use that as their way of entertainment and things? And that's just a matter of getting to know the readers of Evansville, which I've been doing since I worked at Barnes & Noble and just getting to know everybody. And Evan, people in Evansville love true crime. So we do a lot of true crime and things like that. They also love The Hobbit, but not The Hobbit. They love the J.R.R. Tolkien world, but once you start talking about everything outside of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, people just get enthralled by it. And that is one of the book clubs that I've always had. And since I've opened the store, we're only, we've only been open a year, so our book clubs haven't taken off yet because we just don't have the time for it. But that's just kind of where we're at. Um, the, our goals when we first opened were how do we take, how do we bring people in? How do we get them books? How do we keep them to <coughs> continuing to come back? And how do we, what do we do in Evansville? So one of the things that really helped us out is as we were tearing up the floor, <laughs> we found a tunnel underneath the floor. And it literally was a piece of carpeted wood over a square. And when we opened it up, we went down into it, of course, like we're not gonna go down into it immediately. We went down into it and we found a 10 by 10 room with a hole in it. So the hole is very small. Like in order for me to get through it, I have to corkscrew in and twist around. What this tunnel is, is it's an, the old prohibition tunnel. Evansville's prohibition history, if you don't know it, is fascinating. The quick rundown is two years before prohibition hit, Indiana went dry. During, right at the beginning of that, where we are right now, was 250 saloons and massage parlors. And there were, uh, it, it was violent. There was a lot of things happening down here and Evansville kind of decided to start cleaning things up. The, uh, there's a man who moved from Evansville across the river to Henderson on the top of a hill and started a brewery. I think his name was Van Pinkle or something along those lines. But the chief of police bought a boat, not with government money, just bought a boat and painted it up like the police boat. And they were taking booze from people that were smuggling it in and then reselling it either off of the boat or out of the police station. <laughs> so there's one instance where um, a man got pulled over and he had 160 gallons of whiskey on him and it was marked for personal use. <laughs> so like 160 gallons is a lot of whiskey. Uh, but that's the kind of stuff that was happening there. Um, the guy, Schmidt was the officer's name. He ended up in federal prison, believe it or not. There were a couple of officers that also got, uh, uh, they were found guilty and they went to federal prison. All of the police officers, except for Schmidt, when they got out of prison, came back to Evansville and rejoined the police force. It is speculated, I have no way of backing this up, but it's speculated that Benjamin Bossie was part of this also 
There's a book that's called Wide Open Evansville. It is fascinating. I highly suggest it. We bring the author in a lot. It's all about that two-year period before Prohibition and how really crazy it was in this town. It's, it, it's a beautiful thing. So the tunnels are, they have chairs built into the walls or there's like a rock that comes out and it's got a table across it and then two legs coming down from it. It is where they were brewing whiskey. And there are so many rumors about the tunnels in downtown Evansville. I grew up knowing that there were tunnels downtown Evansville, assuming that they were all connected and that they were all from the same time period and that they were used for the same things. And that's not necessarily the case. And the reality is, is that these tunnels have been here forever. They've been explored a million times, but we just so happened to found, find something that was incredibly interesting. The other thing that happened is I just so happened to bring it up with the African American Museum. And uh, Tori, that works with the African American Museum, suited up and got her archaeology buddies and they went into the tunnels. In 1937, there was a flood. This flood came all the way to Main Street. There's silt probably two feet deep in this tunnel. As they are digging through this silt, they are finding bottles. And these are the old whiskey bottles. These things are 100 years old. I mean, they've just been sitting underneath this silt forever. So they're, they're in great condition for the most part. And it, it, it's really cool. They, the, uh, the African American Museum has connected it to Baptist Town, which now got them a giant grant. So they literally are taking pickaxes into the basement of our bookstore and going through all of this silt. And I just sit there and watch them. It, it, it's so cool, but it's so claustrophobic. It, it, is, it is very scary. Uh, but that little fact of our bookstore has brought in a number of things. So that leads us to what were our goals and how have they changed? So we would just wanted to open a bookstore. We wanted to have a place that people could come and feel and sit and read. Since then, and since getting to know people in the community, uh, we recognized that the community wants a place to hang. They need a place for chess clubs. They need a place for book clubs. They need a place for just to have whatever they want. We did a wedding in our bookstore like we we are game for anything and uh so our goal originally was just to have a bookstore now our goal is to have a community space and to have something that doesn't necessarily put us on the map puts us all on the map like and and how can we do that so since we've opened we have found that there's a, a friend of ours is opening a uh, like facility i guess is the best way to put it and um, we've kind of talked about doing some bookstore store stuff in there. Like, we're already talking about expanding. Never in a million years did I think that we would have the success that we have this first year into it. We got voted best bookstore in Evansville um, as the write-in. And it, it, the support has been huge. I really feel that the support has been so big because we support the community. I was not expecting to stick around in Evansville. Like, that what, my goal coming back from New York was to come here, work for a little bit, and then move on to you know Nashville or another bigger city. But Main Street changed so much while I was gone that I saw the opportunity to build something in my hometown. 
and I'm not the only person that has been doing this. There are people our age that are doing it. Look at High Score Saloon and River City. It's all people you know, in their late 30s, early 40s that are coming back to Evansville and building things. Um, it, it's great. Small business, I can't stress this enough. Small business is the most important thing for our community. Every 67 cents out of a dollar that is spent at a small business is then put back into the community. It is, it's huge. Small Business Saturday is coming up at the end of the month. Um, shout out to downtown Main Street for this weekend having the holiday, what it's called? The open holiday open house. And it's where we all have, as business owners have come together and we're all doing different things. But being on Main Street has been, it was the right thing to do. And if you guys aren't supporting Main Street, please help us rebuild it. It is, it, 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 it is becoming a staple of Evansville. And, and I'm very proud to be part of it with Haney's Corner drifting into it and everything else. Um, so yeah, I guess that's the main part of it. Uh, I'm supposed to open up for questions and I wanna make sure that I have time for that. How, and I'm happy to stick around as late as everybody needs to. I read on your syllabus that it ends at 1 p.m. sharp. And so <laughs> I'm trying to be conscious of that. Does, does anybody have any questions? Yes, please. Um, first of all, I had no idea what to expect from this presentation. Maybe you didn't either. Uh, but, uh, so I said, I'm Stacy Stevens. I said, I had no idea what to expect. Maybe you didn't either. Um, but I am so impressed by you. Oh, really? And, well, I mean, really. And here's the thing. You, you're going to be successful because of your passion. And when you follow your heart, when you follow your passion, I mean, there's, there's no way to lose. And I don't think, think it was an accident that you found those tunnels. I think that was... You know, I mean, I just think that's part of the story for you to move back here and, and open all this up. So, you know, Evansville needs more of you, and I would love to meet your brother. I haven't been to your bookstore yet. I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's fine. I'm a downtown person, and I've seen it, but I just haven't stopped in, but I'm going to. We get a lot of that, so please stop yeah, in. So you don't have to buy anything. Yeah. Well, you can just come in and hang out. Sam hasn't taken a single paycheck since we opened, and I make enough money to pay my rent, period. Um, I... Things are tight, but we, we knew that going into this. And another thing that we wanted to do is we have, so there's Sam and I, um, Sam Adams, which this is how everybody remembers who we are. We have Sam Adams. <laughs> Our, uh, the other employee that works for, we have two other employees. Uh, the other employee, his first and middle name is literally Alexander Hamilton. So there's <laughs> Sam Adams and Alexander Hamilton. Nobody can remember who's who. Uh, like customer-wise, which is great. And then we also have Linda, which we love. And, and, but she's a whole other story all in itself. But um, we pay them very well. And we knew that we weren't going to be able to pay ourselves if we paid them very well. But we also see the importance of that. So while we want to expand, my first goal is to get Sam some money, like the reality. And that's not his goal which is fine, but it's something that we work towards together. I would like, we have talked about a number of different things. Uh, coffee shops go hand in hand with bookstores. We know that. We thought about putting coffee in, but we've got Joe Brewski around the corner from us, and we've got River City down the street from us. So why would we bring, you know, mediocre coffee to the area when we've got great things 
around us. So that quickly became like a, we're not gonna do this. We have talked, we've toyed around with some ideas um, of maybe putting a wine bar in. We definitely are opening up for uh, like BYOB art classes. We have a whole upstairs that's specifically for community use. So there's a, a figure drawing that goes up there where we have a nude model and people come up and they sketch. And then we do our, uh, we're, we're gonna do BYOB Friday night painting classes, but we have to follow liquor laws too. So one of us has to like go learn how to pour liquor, I guess. Like, so that, that's, that, that's the only hold up there. Uh, we also have talked about um, separating our store because we are, independent bookstores always have a major focus. Ours is science fiction, fiction, and um, recently translated works. And that's kind of the highbrow part to the lowbrow Terry Pratchett sort of sci-fi, which we love. There's no real good kids bookstore outside of Barnes & Noble um, in Evansville, and it's not local, and we want to keep the money in Evansville and not with a Danish hedge fund, which is what owns Barnes & Noble now. So um, we've thought about turning, we've thought about opening a kids section. There also is a dire need of an art collective downtown, and we haven't talked to Cal about this, so this is news to him, but we've been toying around about opening the spot next to us and turning that into an art collective where people can come in and spread out and paint and sculpt and put a pottery wheel in there. Uh, we weren't expect, again, we weren't expecting things to take off as fast as we were. So when we talk about expansion, we're like three, four years to where we thought we'd be. And, but we have to start planning it now. If you guys have any suggestions, I'd love to hear. You know, everybody what, seems what to. What is Sam's background? Oh, so Sam is Air Force. He um, is a linguistic. He worked for the NSA, and he cannot talk about what he does. I, in a drunken brotherly, tell me what you do, or I'm going to sit on you and pound on your chest sort of thing at like 35 years old, asked him, like, you know, tell me what you did. And he was, said, I have a moral obligation that I signed a piece of paper and can't talk about it. And I've never been prouder as a big brother in my life. He came back, studied English, and then has his master's in business, all from USI, and all thanks to the military. So we are um, veteran-owned, but on paper to be veteran-owned, you have to have 51%, and I'm not giving him that 1%. <laughs> if you guys knew the repercussions that came from that, to give him a little bit of power, forget it. That's what he needs. But Sam is really, Sam is the business mind behind the, the store. Everything financial, everything that, every business plan that we had to write up, everything we had to present, every bit of the LLC and banking and everything, he does. I manage the books and the people and the customers, and we have an excellent balance. We are not only brothers, but we're best friends. I mean, we shared a room until he was 13 years old and I was a freshman in college. Like, we, it, too long. And uh, we, we really are friends. And that's, I think that what really helps us out is that we can be brutally honest with each other. But we don't have to be, because there's, we know. And it's nice being able to finish each other's sentences and all that. Uh, and again, I'm sorry Sam's not here. Maybe he can come speak some other time and tell you guys everything else that you need to know. One big problem that we had is I'd never had social media until we opened the store. 
So I never had Facebook, I never had Instagram, I never had any of this stuff. I'm figuring it out as we go. Our, but our social media is really fun. And uh, our Facebook is probably the best place to do it. We have started a, we've started writing a newsletter. And um, when you come into the store, there's a little QR code next to our door. You just zap that and that's how you sign up for it. We haven't started putting things out yet. Again, we weren't expecting to be where we are. Um, we, our newsletter is gonna start in January. Um, we've been bouncing around a lot of ideas with it. So the short answer is yes, we have these things. Go to our website. Our website is very interesting. We have uh, like different, there's different organizations that you can partner up with, such as bookshop.org. And that is a nonprofit organization for independent bookstores. So Blue Stocking Social, which is another bookstore here in town, which is phenomenal, um, and us are both on this, this website. 30% of all of their sales go back to us. And then at the end of the year, whatever money that is in the profit margin of this nonprofit is split between all of the stores that are part of this program. It, it's phenomenal. So if, you're gonna, if you are one of those, I like to buy books online sort of people, still do it. Just don't do it through Amazon. Just do it through Bookshop because that money comes back into these organizations. And there are a million organizations out there of things like this for different retail genres, I guess, but for bookstores, for clothing, and things like that. But um, that's going to be the easiest way to follow us. Uh, Wide Open Evansville is fascinating. And I, I can't suggest this book enough. And this guy, I, I mean, he's just a genealogist that works in an office that started looking into things and then realized like what this history was. It's, it, it's really, really cool. Um, we also do, we partner up with the library for a lot of stuff. And so follow social media with uh, the library and us. And um, we, we have a lot of events that are happening. We're on Main Street, 504 Main Street. So you know where Milano's is? We're right smack dab next to Milano's. The Ford Center, we're right across the street from it. We've got Tiki at the end. Um, we're at the, ta we're at the like, I guess, the north end of Main Street, and uh, Main Street is alive. I remember growing up and coming to Main Street and it being kind of sketchy and scary. <laughs> and coming back, it, I, I couldn't believe it, that there was so much down here. And we originally weren't gonna come downtown, and it wasn't until the down, we talked to the downtown group and we were like, we would be stupid to go anywhere else. Like it, this, Main Street needed a bookstore. And um, one of our original holdups was parking. And I realized that Evansville has a fantastic parking garage downtown that is free if you know how to use it correctly, like not during events. <laughs> as long as there's an, not an event going on, it's free. And it's right by us, and that has been incredibly helpful. But I encourage everybody to come just explore downtown, especially whenever there's an event going on. There's always something going on, but we're on Main Street. I, I will be honest, I had that I'm in a big city pretentious attitude whenever I first came back. This is Evansville, Indiana and not on purpose, but I got humbled very quickly, <laughs> and uh, it, it was a very good thing. My favorite thing, I, I didn't think that I would come back and have a lot of friends or anything like that, and through opening the store, I recognized that the people that I've met back in Evansville 
have really, and it's obviously me that has also changed, but it's, it's a completely different perspective. And the business owners on Main Street, we've all come together and we've become friends. The friends that I've made professionally and personally are invaluable. The community as professionals is unbelievable. I have, New York, every block had a community and you knew everybody that was on your block. Evansville has that same feeling, but it's on a bigger scale. And I look out here and I see a number of people that I've gotten to know, especially just over time, just from being around. And I, I love this town and I see a lot of potential in it. And that brings us to a question that I don't have an answer for and I doubt anybody else does, which is how can we bring people back? How can we keep people here? Like, how do we keep people like me that graduated and then left from doing that? And that's, we're trying. We're doing what we can. Thanks for joining us for this week's public affairs program. From all of us from Midwest Communications in Evansville, Indiana, have a great week.